Hello everyone and welcome to the Avery School. It's Jackson, I'm joined by Molly. Hi. Hi Molly. Hey. Hello. Hello. What's up? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Excellent. Oh, I'm really this is a great stuff. start. Oh yeah, no fantastic stuff. Hello, we're here to talk about the Amory Wars, as ever. Um, we are on issue eight of the Amory Wars, good Apollo and Burning Star 4. We're gonna be talking about the song The Suffering later. Uh we also have a new segment because there is new Coheed music that we will talk oh, about. God. Live oh god. Oh god, help. Uh, but we've decided to put that to the end of the show because we'll like kind of be a bit more spoilery about future law stuff. Which, if you don't care, it's fine. We've already yeah. got to the bicycle. There's not. There's not. There's nothing. Like, there's that not big. many reveals left until actually there may be more reveals left, but we don't know them, and neither does Claudio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but we will talk about the song, um, the 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 thing, the dark the, the dark sentencer, dark sentencer. Shit, the dark disciple is something else. That's, that's, yeah, that's a different thing. It's not in this. What am I thinking of? Was that? That's Ninja Gaiden. That's your Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> <laughs> that's the of big guy. That's the big villain Ninja Gaiden. The, the 2004 Xbox game. He has a weird voice. He goes, oh, "I'm the Doctor Shortball." Um, <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, he he turns out to be the nunchuck guy. That's uh, I do like nunchucks. It's pretty cool. Oh, you don't like nunchuck guy? No one likes nunchuck guy. I've never played this video game. If you had, you would know Nunchuck Guy, for he is the first <laughs> boss you fight. Um, okay. uh, and everyone gets his ass kicked uh, about a uh, hundred times before they can beat him because he's so fucking so, hard. It's a real Capra Demon situation. Yeah, some real Capra Demon situation. Is that is the Capra Demon... The, that's Dark Souls, right? Yeah, it's Dark Souls. Is that, the remaster came out, I've been playing it. Is that on the bridge or the one... That's the Taurus Demon. No, that's the Taurus Demon. The I still can't demon, be the fucking Taurus Demon. <laughs> the Taurus Demon's a motherfucker. Okay. Uh, I'll, give you some, I'll give you some hot tips after... I'll, well, I assume I want to, like, let the Taurus Demon go down so I can climb up and land on it, like... Uh, yeah, you can really only do that once. The rest of the fight is just, like, rolling through his legs when he tries to attack you, and you get behind him and you smack him. Oh, my roll's too slow. I've got really used to playing Neo. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah. we're here to talk about Code and Cambria. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the dark souls of music so usually we begin with a little summary but today before we do i want to describe the cover to this issue i'm gonna go look at it now oh yes this one <laughs> yeah this one this one eh? this one yeah, yeah. this one's uh this one's a lot the cover for this issue is um <laughs> uh eric court tied to a chair there's a lot of rope. I don't know why he has this much <laughs> rope. It's a lot. Also, the rope is like... She's actually, she doesn't seem... Okay, she is tied to the chair. There is a rope to the chair as well. Yes. Um, but the rope's mostly tying her up. Uh, hilariously, the ropes around her legs are two separate <laughs> ropes. So she's got like well, her arms tied she... together and everything behind her back. And there's like a lot of ropes. But then there are two separate rolls of rope around each of her legs. <laughs> I mean, if they're tying them each to a different leg of the chair. Oh, I think they are tying sense. them to the chair. Uh-huh. Right. Sorry. That's the. Okay. No, it's okay. That's well, the, the idea. The beautiful dream is over. I thought Ryder had just tied two bits of rope. Uh-huh. To a chair. <laughs> no. And then drawn on the wall in like black paint that looks like black blood. Like, um dripping down is uh wings that represent ambelina and so do you get the symbol do you get the symbol in case you didn't yeah in case you didn't understand that it was representing ambelina there's also pictures of ambelina behind her just in case you didn't understand what was happening here there's some little uh traces of that just some little sketches that he's done you know gotta get the character you gotta know Um, what you're doing and uh 
she's literally bleeding mascara. <laughs> yes. The yes. classic song by Atreyu. God. Been a long time that they thought about the song Bleeding Mascara. Fuck. I didn't think I'd think about that after high school. Well, listen, the the Amory Wars bring up a lot of things that we never thought we'd think about again. Uh-huh. Atre- I can't think about fucking other bad metalcore <laughs> bands from the 2000s. Well, okay. Instead of that, what if I read the summary? Let's read the, the last, summary. For the last few. The flies descended on the citizens of Kayleen while Mayo relishes in the moment. Chase finds the orb and comes to the rescue of our imprisoned crew. The crowing and Sizer both offer massive blasts as parting gifts from the Narrow's cannibal party as they escape on the Grail Arbor and set sail for Apney Prime, where they can take this fight right up to Ryan's asshole. <laughs> Ryder well, lashes out at 10 speed, but Erica receives the brunt of his anguish. That is the summary for the entire album. <laughs> the entire album. That last part. Uh, so, we begin with the opening page of... um. Uh, the Grail Arbor descending to Apity Prime with the invisibility on. No one can see them. Can't see shit. Uh, and they're like, hey, do, do they know we're here? Do they know we're here? No, we're approaching Kayleen now. Uh, and they're like, what's going on down there? And it's like, you know, everyone's dead. Every, yeah, everybody's all laying on the ground. Hey, what's, what's happening? What's up with all the flies? Hmm. It's a good thing that Mayo killed all the people before they could bring a war to this place. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize the convenience yeah, really, of that flooding. This is very, very morally sound. There's nobody here to shoot. It's now, it's now they've taken them to the abandoned warehouse district, wherein all uh, Megazord fights take place. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Thank God. Um, but somebody uh, calls Mayo over and is like, Hey, General, the infestation of the city's been a success. You want me to give an order to dispatch the next round of shipments toward neighboring cities? Uh, and then somebody buzzes in. Uh, and Mayo's like, all right, all right, come on, what and the other guy goes, it seems we have some type of debris breaking through the atmosphere a few miles outside of Kayleen. And Mayo goes, uh, you've interrupted my train of thought to tell me that we have trash in the air. Uh, and he's like, no, 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 of course not. Uh, it's uh, the atmosphere is disrupted before we detected the debris. And then Mayo's like, by what? And the other guy goes, um, nothing? Yeah, like, uh, we don't know? Unclear. The radar shows nothing. And Mayo fucking flips out. <laughs> Flips out. He's like, "What sense does the blockade make if you idiots aren't paying attention to atmospheric disturbances? Eh, what sense does the blockade make if you idiots aren't paying attention to atmospheric divergences? Fuck, I said it wrong again. What sense does the blockade make if you idiots aren't paying attention to atmospheric disturbances? Rally the jackhammers. Rally he's the like, jackhammers. Have none of you read a book before? Have none of you seen a film before? There, there's obviously something there. Fight them for me, you idiots! Do I have to do everything myself? <laughs> Just shoot at the disturbance. Just shoot at it. Um, You'll win. <laughs> uh, and then this cuts back to the Grey Lava as they hear Mayo doing this. Like, uh, there's oh. mobilizing jackhammers right now. Yep. It's, uh, Jesse's like, that's impossible. <laughs> We're ghosts. Bring up the battle HUD. The battle HUD! <laughs> <laughs> Tells me so- how much ammo I have down on the lower right side. <laughs> Got my health meter up top. <laughs> Something's not right. Give me eyes on the stern. And then it's seen that he's like, we have a tail, as it turns out. Now, nobody tell me if you saw this coming. <laughs> the entire Narrows Armada has followed them all the way to Appity Prime. What? 
I know. What? And Jesse's like, full shields to hull, arm the stern cannons, I need to get Leo online and ready to go, everyone on the deck right now. Uh, because he's still acting like no one knows he planned this. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, uh, also, nobody else has fucking figured it out. Everyone has to go to the uh, website for this, idmail.com, click the one for the suffering. Because you need to see this panel of Jesse getting everyone ready, getting the crew ready. Jesse stomping down. Stop it. This is the stance. Like, it's incredible. And then uh, Mayo, because apparently the entire defense for the Red Army is so useless. Mayo is standing out alone outside, like, a block of flats, looking up at the sky with binoculars and sees the narrow ships and is like, no wonder they weren't detected. Those ships are literally flying garbage. It's narrow's trash. Fire the jackhammers. Fire the jackhammers. Fire the jackhammers. Just, just kill them. Who cares? And then Sizer, uh, back on the thing, is like, if you would have <laughs> let me kill that son of a bitch, we wouldn't be. And then. Wait a minute. Genius. The genius. <laughs> Brain genius Sizer. What does he say, Molly? Wait. You made us walk away because you knew this was going to happen. You wanted them to follow us, didn't you? Uh, and. and Jesse's like, shut up, Sizer. <laughs> yeah, of course. Sizer's like, you lied to us. And he's like, none of you would have gone there otherwise. We needed an army. And I got us one. As, like, all the ships are flying past him. Yeah, because they can't see the Grail Arbor. Except they're all going to fly into the Grail Arbor and break <laughs> it very fast. That's true. They, because they, they didn't think to get out of the way. They're still, no, they're, they're, they're very smart. The Grail Arbor's still in the air, so they get immediately hit by all the fighting and all the blasts and start falling out of the air. Yeah, that's a, it's a problem. They, uh, uh, they didn't think to go, hey, maybe we should take a turn here. Maybe get out of the way because everybody's going to start shooting at these guys. This is why you we tell... had the intercepted communications and we just didn't. This is why you should tell people your plans. This is, yeah, I mean, or at least after you get off the planet, let them know what's up. Well, after I get that, it. we cut back to Ryder in the real world. And Ten Speed is like, let's get to work then. Go on, write her out. And Ryder's like, she's not going anywhere. I love her. The character stays. You may remember this dialogue from the song Ten Speed of God's Blood and Burial. <laughs> yeah, you know, remember like six songs ago. <laughs> so these next four pages are just an extended version of that exact conversation. Uh, Love's put you in this position. It's turned your backbone into dust. Yep. Blah. Uh... And then, um, you know, Ryder's like, no, I won't kill her. Uh, and then the bike's like, she makes you weak. The story will never end as it should if she stays. I say kill her off. And then he gives the line. He says, you say a lot of things. And how's that work? You're a fucking bicycle. I love his pose in this you're a fucking bicycle panel. It is incredible. He looks like <laughs> Randy Orton. <laughs> a fucking moron. Yeah. And look, then, look at his face. He's so grumpy. He is so grumpy. And in the next panel, uh, he's uh, Ryder standing there, and um, Ten Speed's like, "You think me so insignificant? I'm not real. I am you." <laughs> at which, at which point, um, Eric is immediately like, "All right, is anyone out there? Can someone help?" And then, anybody, please. Ryder just turns to her, and the next panel is her with tape on her mouth. So, God, I'm just wondering. Before that, why does she have mascara coming out of her mouth? Are you okay? I mean, look how pretty she is when she falls down, because there's no beauty. <laughs> I 
hate it. Okay. I hate it. Um, yeah. Those are the lyrics to Bleeding Mascara. You didn't fucking I pick figured. up. Yeah, no, I know. I figured it out. Context clues. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then Ryan starts writing the story as he's like, you have to kill Ambelina. You have to kill her. You um, won't find peace until she's gone. And then he just he cuts to the he goes to the uh, typewriter. like clack clack clack, um, click clack click clack. You would think if this story is about like the need for the writer to kill Ambelina and whether he can do that and like the you know there would be some scenes with Ambelina this week. There's none. Fuck no. Why? <laughs> she hasn't really had anything to do since they like kind of looked at each other. Um, hey, do you want in the bedroom? Maybe later. Maybe one time. Yep. Um. My favorite idea now is that there's this all this dramatic tension going on in this room with Ryder and uh, Erica, but his typewriter is one of those ones that goes shoo, shoo, and then it is. Look at it; it's got the yeah, thing no, there. It's perfect. I just love the idea that it's doing that the whole time he's arguing with a flaming bike. Yeah. Uh, so um, we cut then to uh, Wilhelm Ryan, who is like. Uh, bringing out his last um, fuck. What are they called? I don't even think priests. Priests. He's bringing out his last priest because priests used to be priests. Constantine priests who used to be mages who he corrupted, and he's got one last Constantine priest, and he sets it out on Kaylee, and he's like, "I have let you waiting for far too long on my final set of eyes." Um, I don't, I don't understand what this is supposed to be. This is weird. Because all the other Constantine priests are just shitty, ugly monsters that suck. I mean, so is this. Look I mean, yeah, that's Look at him. He's but a shitty, ugly monster that sucks. This one looks like he belongs in gargoyles. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, and then we cut back to the battle where Mayo was like looking at the Grail Arbor, who is now being shot down, isn't in stealth. And Mayo's like, well, we've won. Well, found it. <laughs> Guess that was all we had to do. Thanks, boys. <laughs> and the you fly lands directly in the spider's webs. All pilots to Starcraft, which. All units. All units. <laughs> Yeah, man, your own jackhammers. Intercept those narrow combat ships immediately as uh, uh, the Grey Lava is crashing down. Uh, and then the Red Army starts just firing at all of them. The Grey Lava is taking a fuck ton of damage. They're flying out of the air. You, they got they got an army to like distract the entire Red Army for them, and they couldn't even get out of the way of the first shot. They're used, <laughs> it's so it's the world's most useless army would have ever fought in any battle. Anyway, it's oh god. So yeah. they go flying out of the air. And Jesse's like, come on. And Claudio's like, what are you doing? And he's getting them to the escape pods, I he's guess, He's getting right? specifically um, Claudio and Ambelina to the escape pods. And they're like, you've got to go fight Mayo. You've got to go fight Ryan. We're going to fight Mayo and the army and everything. You've got your crowing shit to do. Yeah, you have you have special boy things that need to get done. We have just regular shit. Uh, there's just there's some other things happening down there. I and, need to go like look at Mayo for a while. Yep. So he puts him in the escape pod, and J- Jesse gives him a big hug, like "See you somewhere out there. I'm off to die now." Gonna miss you, kids. Yeah. The most like final goodbye that's ever been given. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, apparently there were some people still alive, but they are just being eaten by dragonflies. Yeah, so no they're biggie. dying now. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, the great lava crashes into Kayleen, and Jesse's like, oh, "Wait." Can't believe he's like, oh, I'm gonna die. The Grail Arbor's gonna kill me. Um, it's there's nowhere I'd rather go. But then he survives and he picks up his like ammo and is like, is everyone okay? And charges out towards the battle. You forgot the part where he gets run through with a shard of glass again, like Mayo did to him last time. He's tried to fight Mayo. Yeah, he pulls it out of him and puts his ammo on him. And he's like, God damn it. 
Uh, but yeah, he gets up and uh, he finds Chase and Sizer. Um, and he's like, listen, soon the weight from this battle shifts from my shoulders to yours. My children, today's the day I die. I regret I wasn't better at playing the part of your father. It's all you ever asked of me. Even a father makes mistakes. I don't have all the answers, but in my flaws, through my shortcomings, I hope I've taught you what is right. It's nearly time for you to go into these worlds alone. I'm sorry to leave you like this. I love you all so very much, but it's time to go now. Become what you were made for. Become hell, my iRobots. And then everyone transforms into their demon versions and yells, Rah! For the fans! Hack and Many are there. Hey, Hack- did you forget about Hack and hey, Many? They're right there. Who could forget about Hack and Many? I can't, because they got dumb names. <laughs> so yeah, and that's the TV continued. That's how this ends. Uh, so first point of contention, important thing. Remember back in Apollo 1, the writing writer, where that monologue happened, and I was like, that clearly has to be from the writer's perspective about, like, <laughs> oh... Uh, they're there, like, they have to kill God to continue on, and he is God, and he's sorry that he's been such a shit God, because that is the only thing that thematically makes sense for the story. No, it's just Jesse. It's just Jesse. It's just uh, Jesse. Being no, like, we can't have any thematic consistency. No. Uh, so that's that. But that's the that's the issue, is there we are. Everyone's gonna go fight on Kayleen. We have finally set up shit to happen. I know this, this is, is issue eight. There's only... Four, four issues left. Yeah, there's nine, ten, yeah, there's four 12. issues left, so only, and two of them still aren't out. Two of them still aren't out, so we don't know what was going to happen because they keep getting pushed. I mean, we can always cover the graphic novel and all that stuff, but that only I mean, gives we us have stuff four extra about. weeks. Yeah, I, I mean that's long enough, I guess. I mean, our schedule's been inconsistent anyway, so we'll see how it ends up going. Um, but yep. hopefully, it'll be fine. Um, so. <laughs> Is that, that that's really it for the comic right now? That's that's that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah, there's not that's, a lot to talk about because we have to wait for things to start happening next week yeah, or next issue, week, I should say. Well, basically, from here till the end, we're just waiting for the like actual stuff to happen. Yup. Um, but for now, let's talk about the song. Let's listen to the suffering. <laughs> Yes, hell yes, it's Fuck yeah. suffering. Fuck yes, we've been waiting for this song. Hell yes, we've been waiting <laughs> since, since song one. We've we have been, been waiting, waiting for this for day. This. this song rips. This song owns. <laughs> this song owns. This is this is maybe my favorite Coheed song because oh, it, it fucking does. slaps. I think uh, I don't think it's as good as the like songs I really like off in Keeping Secrets, um, but yeah. it's really good. Um, I respect that. Um, but uh, yeah, the suffering is great. Um, it was the first Coheed song I'd ever heard, uh, and it stuck with me, and it's very good. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. It is one of the most poppy, because this, this album's been much more, like, heavy, uh, but this is like, hey, we still know how to write choruses, let's go. Yeah, um, let's do it. <laughs> uh, it does take a while to get there, but right, they do it, the, and it This owns. is one of the few songs where the radio edit is longer than the album edit. Yeah. Because they add an extra chorus uh, into the radio edit at the because you know why because the chorus slaps well one the chorus slaps but two the, in the regular song the chorus didn't play to the end of verse two rather than the end of verse one yeah. um, so uh, they like shift that around uh, but like when it finally gets to the chorus it is such a cool like 
fuck, we've been waiting for this moment, and then it like hits. It's the best. It's so good. They they build up to it, and it's so worth it. Uh, it's one of the best choruses. Absolutely. Did they even put the chorus? I'm looking at Genius. The chorus is missing. No, it's, it's not. It's not I... there yet. It's less in the song. We, they had to. They put it later in the song. We just said it's after the. No. Second oh, one. I'm sorry. I thought the page was over because there's an ad that got blocked. So there's a lot of blank space. Yeah. No. I I too am witnessing the same thing. I'm a fool. Yes. I'm a, it's okay. I'm a fool. That's it. Uh... So yeah, it's just a really good pop song. I, I like, um, it's got the return of the Teen Titans guest vocalists, backing vocalists. Uh, <laughs> if you remember them from Blood Red Summer, as it was going, hey, 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 God, I wanna, hey, 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 hey. Uh, and in this, they're in, in, they're in the chorus. They're um, in the chorus going, hey, hey, if it was up to me. Um, and uh, so that's very cool. Uh, what else is really cool about this song? Uh, it has one of my favorite dumb rock uh, cliches, which is the high piano pedal, uh, wherein a, a chorus will play, and then to give it a little bit of texture, you will just play like octaves on the piano, but like really high ones. Just ding, 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 ding. Yeah. And they, that stays constant as the chorus chain, because it's just a pedal, but like a repeated note. Um, it's so good. Uh, it's a good It's a good little thing. This is, yeah, this is, I mean... <laughs> This is the closest Coheed ever come to writing a My Chemical Romance song. <laughs> uh-huh. Which says a lot about why I like this song so much. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It's really good. It, it, no, that's true, right? I'm not wrong on that. No, I think this is easily a My Chemical Romance song if you give it to Gerard Way and just have him singing it. I think it works. Oh, he's a much better singer than Claudio. <laughs> he really is, but <laughs> um, this is what we got, and it's still really good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, it's fucking good as hell. So, um, do you want to do the context of the song? The what? I'm sorry? The context of the song. The context for the song. Um, I mean, this is uh, just a song that's probably based around like the first, because... Nothing in this uh, album is chronologically appropriate. Okay, you don't know the context for this song. Um, okay, give me the context. <laughs> so remember last week when we talked, or well, last time when we talked about Wake Up, um, and how he was on a plane and was like, "Hey, we should be together forever and marry me." And she was like, "Get fucked." Uh, <laughs> uh, well, then he left and wrote this. God. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yes. Yes. Uh, no, I didn't know that part of the context. I'm sorry. Yeah, just sorry. I didn't know if you knew. Um, uh, I just assumed. Sorry. Uh, and you then, assumed yeah. you, put, you, you put me out and made me look like a fool, Jackson. It made you look like a fool. More How than I, I already have today. <laughs> yeah, sorry. My bad. I did not It's mean. okay. It's okay. We'll live. Will we? No. I'm no. Cry. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so so the, that's what the song is. I'm gonna read some lyrics now, uh, so we Please. can we can hear what this is. Um, uh, the chorus goes, uh, "Listen well, will you marry me? Not now, boy. Not now, boy. And are you well in the suffering? You've been the most gracious of hosts. You may be invited, girl, but you're not coming in. So he's like, "Oh no, fine, I'm leaving. Get fucked." 
Fine, st bye. I'm gonna close the door now, stupid. Because the way it plays is like, will you marry me? And she's like, well, not now. And he's like, well, then I'm leaving. Goodbye, fuck you. Bye. <laughs> I broke up with you, not <laughs> yeah. the other way around. <laughs> that is totally what this is. I broke up with you. You're not coming in? Fine. Um, fine. Yep. See it how just, it is. It's just a breakup song. It's the happiest breakup song he's ever written, mind you. Is it? I mean, like, it's the poppiest, and it makes me the happiest, so I guess so. I guess I'm trying to think of, like, Blood Red Summer's not a breakup song. It's not a breakup song. So, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, I think it is. Mm -hmm. Checks out. Because uh, I think we're, like, after this album, I think we're out of breakup songs, right? That's true. No one broke up with him ever again. Not after this. <laughs> it was too dangerous. It was too dangerous. You couldn't do it. It's Once you're in, scary. you're in for life. That's it. Whew. God. Don't want a repeat of this situation. <laughs> Please don't talk to a bike and hit me. Uh, <laughs> so this uh, this song gets a nine from me. Uh, this is this is a ten. Full yeah, ten. Me. Yeah, no. Full ten. It's a great this song. Is, this is a bop. If it was up to me, you had your own. God. I would have figured you out. It's got a really good bass line, too. It does. Shout outs to Mike Todd. <laughs> hey, Mike Todd. How's it going? <laughs> this is one of the few times we'll give you a shout out. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I think that's probably all we need to say about the suffering in that so, case. Uh, yes. It's excellent. So thank you very much for that. If you don't want to get any spoilers for uh, past this point in the albums, um, Specifically, the end of the fourth album. And we'll try to keep it as vague as we can, but we'll probably talk about more stuff than we're going through in the summaries. Um, to be fair, like we can't spoil a lot because we honestly don't know the specifics of the fourth album. So, uh, but we're going to talk about stuff past that. At we're going to talk least. about stuff past that. So that's time. That yeah, we have Cody released a new song, so we're about yes. Hey. Could kind of release a new song. We're going to talk about it uh, with our reactions. We'll do this when they release new material in general because we want to stay current. Um, yes. And let everyone know because everyone else was talking about it. So we, we will as well. Um, we have a co podcast. We have to talk about it. But if you're following along with Lauren and you don't want to listen to that bit, that's why I put it at the end. You can just stop listening now. Yeah. Uh, but for the rest of you, let's do this. So where did this begin? This began with... The star supremacy. The st well, fuck. Should we read out the entire... <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> no, um, we can't. We can't. So this began with like some teasers going around of like the hashtag Coheed Five, um, which we thought meant the fifth album in the Amory score, the Amory Wars, or the Amory Wars, the proper Amory Wars. Now technically still right, it still is right. still but the what fifth album. Also mean what does it also mean? It also means there are five new albums that they are going to be recording and releasing sometime, and I'm assuming like the next eight years or something. They've announced a five-album saga. <laughs> a five-album... We're gonna die. That's it. We're done. Five we're albums. toast. I mean, it starts with them, but it begins with me. <laughs> it begins with me. Their son. Voxus. Voxus. So, the first song they've released is called uh, The Dark Sentencer. Um, Which isn't a person, it's a prison. FYI, prison. everybody. FYI. It's, <laughs> it's a prison. And it begins with, like, one of the most intense lore monologues that Code have ever put, like, in the music and not just in the background. Like, they just have the ambient noise shit uh, they regularly have. Um, uh, I will say they cut it for the Spotify version because uh, I've been listening to it on there, so I think it's probably going to be a separate track like a lot of their other openings are. Wait, no. So, the, well, the way it's on Apple Music is there's two tracks. It's Prologue and The Dark Sentencer. 
most of the talking is in prologue, and then the dark sentences starts when oh, okay. the guitar comes in, which means there is still like a little bit of now completely contextless audio monologue to like start the song. does sound like that i'll fade it in and he now. do that he did he did it does sometimes it'd be like that it does be like that sometimes you be that son vaxxers <laughs> uh yeah so um i think i think the song bops it's uh, really good i i'm i am torn on this song i'm torn on the song um it's also incredibly stupid i should put that out there also uh it's really dumb well obviously it's really dumb yes but I need to say it so people don't think that I think it's, like, actual good. I mean, it's Cody and Cameron. We all know this is just ridiculously yes. dumb. So, I'm just, so, listen, I'm just saying. I'm going to find... I'm, I'm, no, we can... They take two minutes. They take three minutes to read this monologue, by the way. So, uh, I'm just going to I'm just gonna read the monologue and start this song. Yes, so please. You know that... No, no, there is no time. Space between the well and unknowing. Our story starts there. Well into the future, yet far beyond our past. In a romance between a pair of unheavenly creatures. Are they Cohen and Cambria? No. They did not. Do you think, okay, now, what if the White Ruineer and uh, the Monstar version of Coheed, what if they had a kid? Okay, Maybe so that's on the... Genius.com, that line is highlighted. You click it and it says, someone says, I believe this to be a reference to Claudio and Chandra. This has five minus votes. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone says, Owned. this is in reference to the love affair between Ambelina, uh, a member of the Price, and Claudio, also known as the Crowing, which I don't think they have a kid. I'm fairly sure they don't have a kid at any point no, in the story. they don't. There's no time in the continuity for them to ever have a kid. Unless Avelina just has a kid off screen. Because he ends the universe. Yeah, he uh, he blows it up. So, okay. so, what if it just means that he destroys the planets of Heaven's Fence, specifically? I mean, that's also been the assumption, but I... We'll but that on, means, we'll like, on. there's other planets out there. Anyway. So, the five houses of the star supremacy have privatized the, descent, the detention zone of the galaxy. These planetary... Jesus Christ, Claudia. These, these planetary prison pits... <laughs> <laughs> My man loves an alliteration. Yeah. Reassembled from the cracked worlds of the Great Crash. Okay, so, this means that... Because so, we don't know what happened in album four, so... The ending of album four has to be a great crash that cracks all the worlds and destroys Heaven Fence. That has to happen. So, I mean, like, when if they're going to burn Star 4, if they're going to turn Star 4 off, that, the last time one of the stars went out, all the plants almost smashed into each other. So, Neil deGrasse Tyson that. says, technically, Star 4 is already burning. It's a star. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what? <laughs> um... 
nerd. Uh, yeah. Which brings us to our stage, where the light must learn to love the black, the dark sentencer. It begins with them, but ends with me, their son, Vaxus. Vaxus. Uh, keep in mind that the prologue part stops at the dark sentencer, and then the song opens with their son, Vaxus. I just clicked on the genius thing. Um... They couldn't tell what it was. They were like, this "I think this, Axis this is Axis. A, this is a reference to Atlas Sanchez, Claudio's son." God, Atlas I Sanchez. I mean, probably. I mean, probably, right? Yeah, I mean, like, obviously. You've just been born. I'm putting you in the story. Yeah, <laughs> welcome. Uh, oh, he better not cross him though. Oof, better Oof. not fucking cross him. He dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's so fucking dead. So, so, <laughs> so the song itself is uh, the thing that they do every single time that their fans are like, we didn't like the last album. Please bring us back onto your side, which is they rewrite uh, In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3. Yep. The last time I did this was Dominant the Destitute. You will hear this song soon. Uh, but this is another one of those where it just begins and it's got some guitar and it's like a pounding like war song uh, that gets into a big chorus. Uh, you say you really like this song. I do really like this song, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's catchy. It's very catchy. Um, and also, it's got some of like the dumbest Coheed lines that have ever happened in the song, oh, and that's really absolutely. endearing to me. Uh, Kiss your lover with that filthy mouth, you fucking monster. I hate that line so much. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's so, so bad. It's so bad. It's awful. It rules. You see, because normally, it's kiss. do you kiss your mother with that mouth? Right. But now, kiss your lover with that filthy mouth, you, you fucking, fucking monster. Mo- if you didn't already get the subtext of this line, you <laughs> fucking monster. You fucking monster. Um, I think it has uh, a lot of great parts. I like the... Um, uh, I don't know if I really love the bridge, but... Uh, I like this part on the Genius page where it says, Heavily vocoded, indecipherable vocals. Uh, correct. Yes, who could Who could say? Um... But I think the chorus is really catchy. And also the pre-chorus is also extremely catchy. So my problem with the song is that it, this chorus doesn't go big enough. Like, there's no like, man, you're wrong, jackhammer, man, man, you're. It's not. It's not a sing along as it needs to be for this kind of song. Um, mm, like, I don't know. I mean, even like No World for Tomorrow, which is a song that we'll get to very soon. Very uh, soon, actually. Has yeah. more of a sing along bit than this. Like, it's just. It just feels like it feels like it's missing something, and I don't know if that will change and it will grow on me as it goes. Because I remember feeling kind of down on Domino at first, whereas I like that song a lot now. Yeah. So maybe I'll grow. Domino's really good, but I Domino's didn't like really... it when it first came out. So I totally could be doing that. That's why we're not going to give it a score now. We'll wait till we get to it. Yeah. Um, um, also, I don't know if Domino has one of those big sing along parts, really. Um. Yeah, it does. Uh, right. it, what is, I'm trying right. to remember how Domino goes. Uh, you t- you tell me what it is, because I don't know what it is. When he goes, Domino, ladies. Yeah, but it's only exactly uh, one part of the song. Disputed. Maybe it does. I, maybe. When it 
when this song is going to be played live, people are going to flip for that welcome home part, and that is going to be their big sing-along part. Yeah, because I guess, the th- I mean, in, in Keeping Secrets, in Domino, and in this, but it's the words welcome home, is mostly just like, whoa, 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 But, uh, you could recall. Okay, we can't do this. Okay, so, so in um, this in this song, the the outro and like throughout the song, the like actual refrain is them going "Welcome home," which is illegal. The corniest <laughs> shit in music history. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to you do that. You can't just throw your biggest hit in there. And You're not allowed like to you use the words it. "Welcome home" again. I'm sorry, but it's just the fact. That's it. It's the, your biggest song. It's uh, the biggest one. That's the biggest one. But anyway, that's our feelings on the song. I don't know. You, you like it a lot. I'm a bit more mixed. I like it a lot. Yeah, you seem like you're pretty uh tepid, but but it's growing. It I is definitely growing on me already. Like I like it more yeah. now than I did at the start. Uh, I've been listening to it a lot because I think it's pretty catchy and fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I think it's pretty much all we need to say about it. Except like the other part is like. Wow, they sure are just gonna go for it, huh? Yep, they sure are. Claudia was like, "Ah, oh, shit, nobody likes my album about being a dad. I guess I gotta, guess I gotta do this thing again for the rest of my life. Ah, uh, yep. But I put my son in it. <laughs> I put my son in it. You're still gonna get an album about me being a dad, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Right. We We're done with this podcast. Thank you very yes. much for listening. Uh, where can we find Molly on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with a Y E R, audioentropy.com, and also at patreon.com slash Molly Rainback. Hell yes. You can find me at Headfalls Off on Twitter. You can find the shows that we do on normalmapping.com, including a new show called Repertory Screenings, uh, which is M and Kyle uh, talking about movies. It's cool. First episode's about Cabra Inspector. It's a good show. Uh, you can support us on patreon.com slash mapping. That's it. We'll see you next time. Enjoy the outro that I don't have. Yeah.